Hi, and welcome to episode three. If you haven't been paying close attention to AI developments in the last couple of years, you might not be aware of how accessible AI tools have become, even to people who don't code. In this episode, I interview Jeremy Lambert, who's VP of product at Eden AI. Eden AI provides a universal API that helps people adopt AI cloud services to power their workflows and products, in many cases without writing a single line of code. Jeremy has a front row seat to a growing wave of creativity powered by these tools, and I'm excited to share our conversation with you. Hello, and welcome to Still Updating. This show is an open-ended exploration about data, AI, and how modern businesses are using technology to compete in the marketplace. Still Updating is brought to you by Endeavor Labs. By no coincidence, I, Nathan Gould, am both the founder of Endeavor Labs and the host of this podcast. Endeavor Labs is a data and AI-focused consultancy that helps businesses become smarter, faster, and leaner by leveling up their data game. With that said, let's get to the show. All right. Hey there. So um, today we're joined by Jeremy Lambert. Jeremy is the head of product at Eden AI. Eden AI is, I would say, um, a universal API for a whole variety of uh, AI backends. So the idea is you go to Eden AI and rather than interact with all of the different cloud services that offer AI tools, you just interact with Eden. But I'll stop there because I think Jeremy will have uh, much more to say about what Eden does. Actually, before we get into that, though, Jeremy would be curious to hear just a quick intro of yourself and uh, you know your journey to joining Eden. Uh, sure. So yeah, as, as you said, uh, I'm Jer- Jeremy Lambert. Uh, I'm a former computer uh, engineer, and um, I joined uh, Eden AI. I think something like between three and four years ago, and uh, we were former consulting firm. So the moment I, I joined the company, Eden AI did, didn't exist. The, the company uh, was called uh, Data Genius, and uh, it was a, a consulting company. We, we did some uh, consult- consultancy missions uh, for French companies, basically. So when I joined the, the, the company, I, I worked for Merck. It was a big, pharm- big pharma company. It was data science projects, um, external data science projects. And, uh, and, and I, I joined where, when... Uh, the company was only composed of uh, Tar and Sami, one of the, the, the two co-founders of the company. And they already had some ideas about creating a product, a kind of prequel of uh, Eden AI. Mm. And, uh, and we started, um, we started to, to work on this in the, in the, the same time. Uh, so the, the first platform was called uh, AI Compare. So it was the, like the, the, the first Eden AI and um, and we started to work on this I think during the 2020 year and uh, uh, but it was only like a, a beta version and uh, the beginning of 2021 we started we decided to to just full focus on the product and give up all the the, the consultancy activity and so there we 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 worked on the project with so me and the two co-founders and two developers, front-end and back-end developers, and we launched the, the, the product at the 2021 summer. So before that, with, with AI Compare, we already had a beta version with like some, something like 500 users. And then uh, when we launched the product, uh, we, we, we had much more users and we started to, to get some partnerships with, with some AI providers. 
So, so the, the, the first uh, partners, they, they were like, and they really uh, trusted in us uh, at, the, at the, the very beginning. And, uh, and then, yeah, the, 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 the company uh, grew up af after that. Uh, we did the fundraising uh, in April uh, last year. And, uh, and now we, we, we are like more than 10 in the, the company. And we, we have more than 15K uh, signups on the platform. So it's, we are on the, on the right track, I think. But we still, of course, uh, we still have some work to do. Well, congrats on the early success. That sounds like a, a good positive trajectory. So you talked about, you know, some of the, some of the, you talked about how uh, the consulting work kind of led to this Eden AI idea and then building the product. Uh, could you give us a few of those, you know, uh, nuggets of insight that led to starting it? Like what, what problem were the co-founders noticing that really, you know, customers had and that Eden AI solves? Uh, great. So yeah, yeah. Um, ba basically, we, we, during our consultancy missions, we, we had to, to, sometimes we had to develop some custom uh, models uh, with open source libraries for customers. But sometimes we also had to, to use some pre-trained AI APIs that already exist on the market. And we had to do this, especially for a, a customer uh, uh, that needed to transcribe his uh, audio files. So we had to use some speech-to-text solutions. So we, we, we did the, 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 the classic uh, uh, journey. We, 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 we looked for some uh, AI solutions for the speech-to-text. We found that there are, there are many uh, solutions existing on the market, many different APIs. And so we first tested uh, the different API and we, we found how, how long and how complicated it is to, to, to go to AWS and create an account and then create a resource and then uh, try to find the API key, read the doc uh, to, to use the API and do the same job for Microsoft. It's completely different, the same for Google. And then uh, we found other providers, uh, not like the, the, the big companies, but specialized providers in speech-to-text. So we had also to test their API. And then we had to, to find the, 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 right, uh, the right one for, for the customers. So we had to also analyze the, the, the performance, but we, we noticed that the, the output format is different. Uh, there are options on some uh, providers and those options are not available for other providers. So in fact, we, we had the issue. So we, we, we decided to like uh, build a product to, to solve this. And yeah, we, we, we also uh, noticed that speech-to-text is just an example, but there are many technologies and you can always find uh, companies that that propose some uh, some APIs to to solve the problem. Got it. Cool. So, yeah, that's sort of like a, a slice of life in the you know journey of a company starting to use AI. It's like going to different cloud providers and trying the different APIs and seeing ones which ones actually work for them. Do those work? Do I have to train my own custom model? So I think. Definitely see the value of of one one AI one API to kind of rule them all. Um, how how about um, I'm curious about the you know how how is that translated into actually developing a product? So I understand the the part about kind of you know unifying the a APIs, but how do you solve for uh, understanding which uh, which of the underlying APIs are actually performing well or not? So if I'm a customer, I'm using 
Eden AI, does it give me insight into you know which of these are actually better for my use case? Yeah, the the in fact at the the beginning we we did many benchmarks uh, f- for uh, different companies. So if I I take the example of the the, the speech, you will have multiple measures uh, to do depending on your use case. You can sometimes you can just see the accuracy of the the transcription, uh, how accurate uh, it is, but you will also analyze the cost, of course, because the the, the pricing really differ between. Uh, the different providers, and uh, you also have the, the the performance metric. It's like the the latency of the of the response. I mean, that's the I think that's the three key metrics that you have when you analyze the, this type of solutions. And basically, with Eden AI, what we we try to do is first simplify the fact that in a unique uh, API call, you can get the response of all the different providers, all the different APIs. And the response is standardized. So that's the, 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 the main point is that if you want to evaluate the accuracy, you have the same format of the response. So it's important because um, whenever you, 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 you want to choose a solution, most of our customers, they do not just choose uh, one API. They like choose one main API and they have a fallback API uh, in case the first one is not accurate enough or not fast enough, or is in case there is an issue, or some uh, of our customers, they like combine uh, multiple uh, APIs. For example, I can take the example of the invoice. We have an API that extracts in- all the information in the invoice, the amount, uh, the line items, the customer information, merchant information, etc. And sometimes uh, we have customers, they, they find that the, the provider A uh, is really good for the customer information, but is really bad for all the taxes and amount data. But there is another provider that is really good for for the, the for for those information. So uh, they they combine uh, two different uh, API responses. It costs more, of course, but it increases the, the accuracy. So basically, that's how we 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 help. I mean, the fact that they do not have to create an account; they have one documentation to use every API, and they have one type of uh, output format uh, that they can use. And, um, and basically, at the, at the beginning of the, of the process, uh, we always recommend and sometimes we help uh, customers to do a benchmark. First evaluation of the performance with, with some user data, because I can't tell you right now, this one is better than this, than this one, because that's not the... The, the, the reality the reality is that depending on your uh, field, depending on your data quality, uh, data quantity, m- many parameters of the language of your data, for example, if this is text data or audio data, the, the performance will, ch- will change between the providers. So yeah, I think that's the, 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 the main points uh, about uh, how to, to, to evaluate solution. So you need some data that is uh, labelized means that a human already mm. uh, did the job so that you can really evaluate the performance. So yeah, so it sounds like ultimately the customer needs to have the labeled data to do an evaluation, but Eden AI is going to help with everything else uh, by unifying, kind of like standardizing the shape of the data and also, I would say, measuring the performance uh, of the underlying API. So I guess I'm interested in kind of, you know, this, this all started with, with consulting and then evolved into a, a product. 
how have the customers that you've been able to add value for kind of evolved over time? Like today, if you look at your customer base, who's who's in there and like not specifically, but you know, what types of customers are in there and how is that kind of surprising relative to what you were seeing you know, two or three years ago? Yeah, uh, so um, basically, if we talk uh, in terms of users, most of, your, of our, our users, they are developers or uh, no coders. It's all the, the product builders uh, uh, people, in fact. So, and if we talk in terms of uh, companies, this is mainly, for, at the moment, this is mainly small companies and SMBs, uh, small startup and SMBs. And the evolution is, is there, there is, it's quite simple. It's just that there, there is uh, more and more companies that now want to invest a bit in AI. N- not, o- not all the time. It's not their, their, like, their, their main subject, their, their core subject, but they know that they can automate uh, some tasks in their company. So uh, in this case, uh, they just need a, a small tool uh, that they can uh, uh, set up uh, with one of their developer or uh, on Bubble or Make if they are using some no-code tools. So that's the, the first profile. And the second profiles of companies, this is, this is software editor. And there it, it's, the, it's quite the, the, the same thing. It's, it's um, all types of software editors. It can be HR in accounting. It can be real estate uh, software editors, marketing uh, softwares. Uh, contact centers, um, all types of editors. So the maybe I, I would say that the main difference bet- between now and three years ago is the fact that three years ago, big companies were already, uh, some of them, not all the, the big companies, but some of them, they, they, they were already investing in AI, but it was like uh, big investments with big uh, resources in terms of uh, humans. And now we see all types of companies uh, just picking some 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 tools to to automate some task and earn some some uh, some money and sometimes or enable a feature for their customers. So, okay, so it sounds like you're sort of part part of the one thing. This this is one thing that sort of excited me. Yeah, um, I would say that the the, the main uh, features that are used on our platform. This is all the document parsing APIs, uh, invoice invoice is is. Uh, big, big subject because there are so many uh, companies that are uh, that have a, a concern with, with the, the invoice extraction. And basically, uh, all those uh, companies, there are two types. The, the, the first uh, type of companies, uh, they just, they were do, doing it manually. And now then they, they, they find that there are tools, uh, there are AI tools that allow them to extract the information in the, the PDF uh, invoices automatically. And they, they, there, there is all, also companies who were already doing this uh, automatically, but with uh, old companies that that are like, they have a different business model than the, 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 the new AI APIs that, are, that exist right now. It, it, was, uh, it was big, big license, uh, very expensive with a big software. And, and now this is just uh, APIs that they can pick and put into their uh, project, into their software uh, very easily. So I would say the invoice and resume, also resume passing all the HR companies and all also the big companies who have uh, a big uh, HR um, team, 
they use some resume parsing to and job matching to to analyze all the the, the candidates. So that's a very popular use cases. And also, I I was talking uh, before uh, about speech to text, and that's also a big, big, big uh, um, subject. The, the the call centers softwares they are all looking for optimize uh, the, the the speech transcription as well as all the the video captioning uh, subtitling uh, softwares and also all the companies who who have customer service they need to analyze the the calls so so that's that's the main subjects that we have uh, and then of course since the the, the beginning of the year uh, everyone now know that you can generate text, generate images. So that's also uh, also a big subject and it works uh, very well for uh, all the marketing stuff. Um, and there are so many use cases uh, uh, with this, the, the, the text generation in general. So that's the, the I think the main, the main features, the, all the text generation, text analysis, the, the, the speech transcription, and the, the document parsing, resumes, receipts, IDs, also. That's the, the, for me, that's the, at the moment, we see, we, we see that this is the, the, the most popular use cases. Got it. So kind of focusing in on that small, medium business segment of your customer base who, let's say they're not software companies, they're not AI companies, but they're just businesses who want to experiment and sort of drive some automation with their within their business are a lot of uh, one, one decision that a lot of those companies face at some point is buy versus build you know should i go out on the market and look for let's say a pre-existing software as a service tool that kind of does the thing that i'm looking to do or should i try to cobble something together myself and i think pros and cons curious to hear your your perspective on that and also you know when this how, how do you engage with customers as they're kind of figuring that out for their own purposes? Yes, in fact, it depends on the need. If the, if the need is uh, quite simple, uh, most of the time they, they, they should use the, the AI API directly because it's like a straightforward need. Uh, I need to summarize text. I will take a summarization API. It will take me like... I have a developer. It will take me like one day to implement it in my in my software. So that that's that's quite quite straightforward. Most of the time, they the SaaS platform uh, they do not just sell this feature. It, it will sell like like a a, a huge panel of features, uh, including uh, an AI feature, for example. So I think it depends really on the of the on the needs of the the company, and I would say. Anyway, it's not a problem for us because we we try to sell to di- directly to the to the to the companies who need to automate uh, their the, the task, but also to the softwares uh, who, who want to to add some AI features to for their customers. So they are both yeah. our targets. But and I would say that also now it's simpler for the for the the, the companies because. For example, if you have someone in the in the marketing team who has an, uh, a need, I don't know. For example, uh, um, they need to to automate their tweet post or their um, 
image uh, content generation for their articles, they do not need to to have developers uh, to like go to to another team to the data team in the company uh, with tools like Make or Zapier. They can like just do their uh, automation themselves quite uh, quite easy to do. And we have many people uh, who are doing no code in their company, and they they they're using Eden uh, through Zapier or Make or Bubble, and and they are. They are not technical technical uh, guys. They are just people from marketing, from sales, but they they won't pass process. They do not want to ask to their developers in in their team. So it's quite quite easier now to 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 do it by yourself than to just uh, request for a software where you need to to go to the the, the purchase team, see if uh, they can buy the software, etc. Got it. But again, okay. it depends on, on the need. It depends on the need. For example, uh, if you take a tool like, I don't know, I know that, uh, for example, Canva, Canva, they, they, they propose some, or Photoshop, they propose some AI uh, features, but people won't buy the Photoshop only for the AI features. They will buy Photoshop for all the, the, the image uh, creation, etc. And they will have this feature. Uh, and, and that's, uh, that's a nice to have for the for the software uh, companies. Got it. Yeah. So that, so it's sort of like Eden AI is kind of like a buffet of uh, AI options. You can kind of pick the the individual pieces you want rather than sort of get get everything that comes with uh, adopting a, a whole software platform. So that makes a lot of sense. I guess yeah. Changing changing gears a little bit. I think we're all we're all aware that there's a, a bit of an AI wave going on. You know, ChatGPT mm-hmm. came out in in November. Uh, people suddenly realized that something something had changed, and you know, got busy figuring out what exactly that that means for for all of us. Um, I'm curious to hear how, how has that uh, wave affected uh, Eden AI, both in terms of like demand for your services, but also kind of how you're thinking about the product and how to add value um, in the AI ecosystem in the long run. Yeah, basically, they they I would say that they in terms of democratization was. Uh, it was something very big uh, that they they did um, because they 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 showed to the to the, the the whole world that AI is accessible. It's not only something for big companies, something very expensive, very complicated. No, it's like accessible to everyone. So that's the the that's the work that they they do, and uh, and of course it was for us. It was it was great. We we it multiplied the, the sign up by ten. We were like before January. Oh, wow. we, were, we were like uh, 300 uh, users per, per per month. Now we are like 3,000 users per month. So wow. that was that was great for us. And um, and yes, after that we 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 already knew that those models uh, exist um, before the, the the launch of OpenAI uh, ChatGPT because it was already open source. Now we, we 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 of course we we use it with our customers. Uh, we have many customers who ask us to help them with ChatGPT also. So we try to to build some features where you can like it helps you to to do your prompts uh, more uh, effectively. And also we try to to add the competitors of uh, ChatGPT of uh, GPT in general because. There are many companies uh, 
building also good good uh, AI models. Some of them are also based on GPT. Uh, some of them are, are based on other other uh, models. Um, so we have we added Cohere. We added um, also Google Generative AI, and they they also provide very good performance. So, but yes, the 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 text generation, image generation, in general, it's it's something uh, very huge, and I think they they it was for us, but also for all the business environment, it it was a great step uh, with AI, and now we 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 have to do with ChatGPT, but knowing that there is not only ChatGPT, there are, there are also many other uh, uh, technologies, uh, very interesting. Uh, so, they, like they they opened the door. Uh, very hard, and now that everyone entered, we can see uh, everything that exists, uh, not only ChatGPT. Got it. I, I do want to double click on the the 10x growth in signups because, first of all, congrats, that's amazing. Second, I think one thing that a lot of people in the AI space are trying to kind of parse out for themselves is, you know, looking at this new AI wave. What percentage? What what portion of it is real, and what portion of it is? just kind of hype driven and you know kind of temporary i'm curious if you've looked at all about into into how those cohorts differ you know the people who signed up for eden ai before chatgpt and then after chatgpt what are the differences in their behavior uh, uh in terms of retention and what they're actually doing in the platform and so forth yeah in fact we do not really i think uh, open ai they they saw that uh, many people just coming because they are curious. On our side, it's uh, it was not more than uh, before because people um, they they did not uh, find us because they they were looking for OpenAI. They they find us they found us because they were they were looking for AI features. They were looking for audio generation or they were looking for uh, invoice etc. So I mean, for us, it's just it was just more people that that were uh, telling us, uh, "All right, I will, I, I will do a, a Google search. Maybe uh, there is something that exists for for my uh, for my use case for my issue." Uh, and they have this reflex because uh, they saw uh, ChatGPT and all the hype. So I, I I mean, for us, it's just it was just more people. Uh, of course, it's it's not always people coming from companies. Sometimes it's students. Sometimes it's just people launching a business. Uh, sometimes it's just like enthusiast people. But uh, I think the 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 average number of people coming from business uh, did not really change uh, for us. It was the same. The, 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 there are also always people that are not coming with a real uh, business use case. But I think. It was not. Uh, we did not uh, see a big impact uh, of curious people coming to our platform. Even if, of course, we we see more people coming from generative AI. That's that's a fact. And um, and it's 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 mainly because they many people, in fact, they come to us because they have they have issues with uh, with GPT. They have issues with OpenAI, and and they come to us because they expect we we can unlock some limitations uh, of ChatGPT 
or uh, all their, uh, their, their features because they, they do not have uh, enough. The rate limit is not high enough or the, the number of tokens they can put uh, into the request is not enough, etc. Sometimes we, we, we have some, some solution for them. But sometimes we also uh, we are also like uh, we have the same problem as you with uh, <laughs> with ChatGPT. So what, yeah. what we try to do in this case is just find some alternatives, uh, some other uh, companies uh, who, who propose alternative. But we also try to find some some techniques, some quick scripts to to like process more uh, more data and input, uh, for example. Got it. I'm I'm interested to hear. How- what what are some of the areas where you actually do sort of provide advantages over what that typical user can get out of one of these APIs? And also, like, how do you how do you engage or try to partner with some of these cloud providers to make sure that you know you're ahead of the curve in terms of adoption of their APIs? And you know, one thing that everyone struggles with is all of these these wait lists, right? You know, if you want to use GPT four API, sign up here, and you'll hear back from us in anywhere between one week to one year. Who knows, right? Where, where are you ahead of the curve on, on that kind of thing? And then also, what's your current strategy for kind of engaging with the, the cloud providers to, to keep that going? Yeah, in fact, we have, so we, we try to, to have partnership with, uh, with all the providers. So with all the, 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 the specialist companies, uh, even if so, some of them are big, but Coir, Assembly AI, many of those companies, they are all uh, partners of us because, and we, we have like more than 30 partners. It's a bit different for OpenAI, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft. For my, Google, my, Amazon, and Microsoft, we are like kind of part of their uh, startup programs, etc. And uh, for OpenAI, they like, they, they, it's quite hard to, to have um, advanced relation with them. So we, we are, uh, we try to get access as uh, early as, as we can uh, to the different uh, new features uh, that are available. And most of the time we, 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 we manage to, to, to have that, but we do not have very close relations with uh, OpenAI. So we just, uh, with all the other providers, we can have, like, have the, 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 the new technologies, the new version of the API, the new updates, uh, early and we can um, provide like the, the, the latest uh, technologies. Also with Microsoft, for example, we have good relation, but with OpenAI, we just try to always find ways to improve the, the experience for the customer, but with some, some tools that we create or some techniques that we create more than with the help of uh, the OpenAI company. So for example, uh, we have summarization API. Uh, it is available for many uh, providers. It is available for uh, OpenAI, and it, it, it's not just the the the, the classic uh, OpenAI summarization. We we try to improve uh, improve it with some customization. So that's what we try to do, basically with OpenAI. And of course, if they they are launching, if they have new new pricing, we have always people looking for new pricing. Uh, new version, uh, etc. We try to be up to date, but the relation with OpenAI are quite basic at the moment. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Here, here's a sort of big picture question for you, changing gears a bit. You know, I think one thing that 
people are trying to figure out uh, is with all with all this you know rapid development in in AI and new capabilities coming out every week, where is the value going to accrue in the long run? You know, there's there's a few dimensions there. Is it like you know incumbent companies versus startups? Is it companies that are at the sort of infrastructure layer, the the Nvidia's of the world, who are kind of building the sort of the the base you know layer of this AI stack, or is it people way up closer to the top or somewhere in the middle? And I think you know you guys are definitely in the middle, right? You're 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 literally middleware, and you're an AI company that is itself not training any AI models or you know doing anything too custom. So, figure you you probably have thoughts about this, and curious to hear how you how you would answer that question and also how you how do you sort of see the future of Eden AI and how do you stay relevant in the the long run as a as a middleware layer yeah in, in fact it's uh, we 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 our ultimate goal is to be like the the ultimate AI enabler so the idea is that every time someone uh, needs an AI API he knows that uh, on our platform he can find all uh, the the technologies that exist with every time the best providers uh, available. That's our, our goal, to be always up to date to the new models, to the new companies uh, that are launching their products. So, uh, and we think the, the, the AI APIs, it will be like the, the future of AI. So that's our goal. But in fact, we are not like denying the fact that some companies, they need some data scientists, they need some data science team because they have they there are, there are two 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 cases. Uh, the first one is they need to be propri- proprietary of their models. In this case, if they they want to have their own models, if they want to host their own models, they 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 need to have data science team, uh, and that can be the case in banking, for example, all the the high sensitive data uh, fields. And the second uh, option is if they have very custom use cases. Uh, for example, if you are, you are working for an industry company and uh, you need to, to, to identify some, some default on some uh, specific machines, uh, it's, it's like something very, very specific, then you, you won't find anything that is pre-trained, that is already available off the shelves uh, that will fit with your need. So in this case, you will have to labelize your own data and uh, train your own model uh, with uh, data sensing. So I think that uh, there will always be uh, the, the two options, the, the, the very custom, very data science option and the, the ready-to-use option uh, with the AI APIs. I think that, that there will be uh, more and more AI APIs available for everything, but uh, you can always uh, have a subject where you, you won't find uh, what you are looking for. That's how I see the, the, the future with, I, I think, the, the, the same environments, but just more options uh, already uh, available. Got it, makes sense. And also, uh, what we see is that big companies such as Google, Amazon, Microsoft, they, they are also working on uh, some very easy custom interface. It means that it's uh, interface is called was calling this uh, AutoML before. This is a technology where you, you can like input your data, easily labelize your data, and then it will automatically train your model. You will just have to set up some few parameters and it will uh, automatically 
process uh, and create the deep learning networks, use all the machine learning uh, models and uh, provide you a model that is uh, trained and that you can consume with uh, an API from Google, Amazon, or any service that you are, you are using. Yeah, changing gears for a minute. And also to, to wrap up, wondering if you'd offer any parting advice for product builders or entrepreneurs who are thinking of build, building AI-powered features into their, into their products today. Well, how, they, how should they kind of, how should they start and how should they navigate their options? The first advice is uh, to, to not think that there is nothing for the use case uh, and think that they will need a data science team uh, to, to realize uh, their projects. Um, sometimes just they will just find an API and it will do, do the job. So the first point is this, you have a use case, uh, you need to, to extract information, analyze uh, some data, just do a search on Google, you will... Uh, most of the time you will find something, uh, you will find a, a company uh, that already have a service for this, uh, an API for this. That's the first, uh, the first advice I will have. And the second one is do not stay uh, vendor locked. If you are, uh, if I, I take again the, the, the use case of the speech, you, need, you have audios, you need to transcribe your audios. Uh, you found a provider you found that it worked uh, for your uh, data. Do not just have this provider because um, maybe you will pay, it will be more expensive uh, with this one than with another with the same performance. And uh, maybe uh, you will have new customers and uh, the provider will not be very uh, accurate for those new customers. So the fact that you have multiple options, it's really something that makes your feature flexible and that it really allows you to, to adapt uh, your AI features to, to, to every, every, every customers you have or every type of data you have to, you have to process. So that's the, the, two use case, the two advices are don't just uh, have one uh, uh, API, just try to, to, to have access to multiple services because uh, you will find uh, strengths and weaknesses with all the providers. And the second one is you, you do not need an unlimited budget to, to use uh, AI. We, we have APIs, the, the text APIs. I mean, for example, sentiment analysis or keyword extraction, it's, it's less than $1 per million character. So if, if you do not have a huge amount of data, it can cost you like just a few dollars per month uh, to, to, to use AI features. Yeah, cool. Well, it's very cool uh, to hear what you're up to and to sort of hear your thoughts on, on what's possible these days. The short answer is, is a lot. So um, yeah, any, any last minute thoughts or things you want to plug? Maybe for, for, for uh, you, you, were, you were also asking for advice for more established businesses. Uh, I would say that sometimes we, we saw, uh, we worked with uh, many big companies, and we saw that sometimes they overcommit on uh, big, hum expensive human resources or expensive data platforms, and their, their, their needs are uh, small and they are very basic, and they could just use some external solutions, external services, APIs, uh, to solve their problem. But, you know, there are very, very good sales uh, in the, the, the data platforms can take their... Uh, their project. So 
yeah, maybe if I have to 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 say something to to finish it, that AI is not complicated; it's just like small tools that everyone uh, can need and everyone can pick to automate part of 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 their uh, business task. And yeah, I would say just try it because all the Aiden AI, but also all the providers that exist, they they have some playgrounds. Uh, just play with with tools, and you will. Uh, quickly see uh, how powerful it can be and uh, if it will give you some ideas of automation, some ideas of features that you can you could add to your uh, software. So just uh, be curious about AI because this is accessible for everyone and everyone should uh, at least try to, to, to use them. Just play with, with it. Got it. Be curious, try things, play with things. Uh, makes sense and I uh, couldn't agree more myself. So... Yeah, we'll call that a wrap. Thanks so much, Jeremy, for coming on the show. And yeah, hope to talk to you again sometime. Thanks, Nathan. All right, take care. And that's it for the show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave a rating on your podcast app of choice. Once again, the show is brought to you by Endeavor Labs, a data and AI-focused consultancy run by yours truly. If you have feedback about the podcast or want to talk data, please reach out, Nathan at EndeavorLabs.co. Once again, that's Nathan at EndeavorLabs.co. I'll see you next time.